Hey folks, welcome to the Aspire Natural Health Podcast. My name is Dr. Tim Gersmar. At Aspire Natural Health, we are experts at treating digestive issues, autoimmune disease, and other hard-to-treat cases. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you interesting and informative discussions and topics, whether that's with us or other experts and interesting people. Listen, we want to reach as many people as possible and help as many lives as we can. This podcast is and always will remain free of charge, so we'll bring you the expertise, but we do need your help. There are two simple things that you can do to help us in our efforts to reach as many people as possible. Whether this is your first podcast or one of many, if you found these podcasts helpful, please do two things. The first is share it with any friends or people you know who might find it valuable. Again, it's free. Please drop them a line and let them know about the podcast. The second thing, which is really important, is to please head on over to iTunes and give us preferably a five-star review. Whatever you think we're worth, we're striving here to produce a five-star podcast. And it would really help if you would take a minute to drop us a five-star review. That way, iTunes ranks us highly. Other people can see and hear about us, and we can succeed in spreading the message of how to be informed about your health and how to get some help. So please share this podcast with a friend, head on over to iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. All right? Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, folks. It's Dr. Tim Gersmar with Aspire Natural Health. Thanks for joining us for another episode, and I'm very excited today um, to talk about well, gosh, so much. We're going to talk about plant medicines and addiction and personal journeys and a lot of growth. Um, very, very interesting. As you've heard me talk before, you know, in this country, we are in the midst of an opioid epidemic, right? The statistics say that 58,000 people roughly die every year from overdoses uh, from opioids. So this is a huge deal. We have, you know, babies being born addicted to opioids. So, you know, this is a huge issue and we need to do something about it. And today we're going to talk about one possible path and a couple's journey through addiction and coming out uh, the other side. So I had a chance a little ways back to read uh, the really wonderful book uh, called Heart Medicine, and we'll put in links and everything at the end of the show so you can check it out, um, which talked about their story. And rather than go into it too much here, I'm going to let them start to talk about it. So I'd like to welcome Elizabeth and her husband, Chor, joining me today. Thanks, guys, for being on the show. Hi, Tim. It's super great to be here. Thank you for your awesome show. Uh, awesome. So where should we begin? You, you have a really fascinating story, and I want to commend both of you. I know right in the preface to your book, there was sort of a question, how much should we share? And Chor came out and said, share, you know, pretty much share everything. And there's a lot of vulnerability, and there's a lot of honesty in your book. Um, about some really tender and sensitive subjects that I think a lot of people would be, they'd want to kind of sweep it under the rug, you know, in our social media era where people want to post up only the good parts of their lives and their best experiences, <laughs> right? And if you if you looked at someone's live on, life on social media, you'd think, man, they're just like, they go from awesome day to awesome day and nothing bad ever happens. Um, but we know, of course, like in our lived life, and, and that can make a lot of people feel like really inadequate. Well, look at this person. Everything's awesome. And look at my life and all the bad stuff and the struggles and everything. So I want to just commend you both. I know, you know, it must have been vulnerable. It must have been hard or, or maybe it wasn't for you guys to, to be so honest in your book. 
Wow, that's a, a great preface there. It's so true. And, and there's a beautiful side to that, that we are inspiring each other and, and, and we, like to, we like to go up and right. forward. And, and that yet there's a time and place to just be super real. That's where the healing begins. And it gives permission for everyone to be real. Every everything starts from there. You know, there's a time and a place to um, just let it all out. Right, because I mean, you know, healing can't occur until each of us is honest with what's actually going on. True. Right? Yeah. True. When we when we run away, we deny, we minimize, we blame other people for what's going on in our lives. Truly, we we can't actually get in and heal what's going on. So. Do you guys want to start just kind of briefly, how does the book open, what, what led you in, into the whole story, the whole piece of the book? Sure, sure, but do you want to? No, 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 go ahead. Okay. No. Um, so we went through this amazing healing experience that was one of the most um, miraculous things I had ever witnessed. Mm -hmm. That said, not to say it was easy, right. <laughs> and it definitely required very specific kinds of preparation and participation, and then massive integration. Mm -hmm. Not a magic pill situation, but definitely a blessing and a miracle. Mm -hmm. And then I started talking to people about it, um, and very few people know what iboga is. Right. We have, like you said, 58,000 people, or 58, yeah, 58,000 people dying every year from, from overdose. Mm -hmm. But most people in America especially have no idea what iboga is. And, right. and that's very limited knowledge about how to navigate finding it safely and ethically um, and in a, in a beautiful traditional way as well. Right. So on the eighth day... I felt a very strong call um, to, to I saw a hero's journey and I, I felt a very strong call to share what we had been through just out of like an obligation um, just to help, help. And, and from there we were still on our journey of integration. I had been journaling mm -hmm. full time. Mm. So it was all there just to be unpacked basically. And I asked Chor, you know, right after our experience, um, you know, are, are you going to talk about this? Are you going to share this? And, mm -hmm. and he said, I, I have to. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so there was that, that longing to uh, help. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, like I was going to say um, to your previous question, the truth shall set you free. So, you know, once I, um, you know, and, and, and you know, that's honestly that's really nothing new to me because um i i my history is is heavily into uh or was was heavily into uh some drug use mm -hmm. uh youth and mm -hmm. um once i transitioned from that at a young age mm -hmm. and was clean for about 13 years um before i went back into lesson uh basically uh, I let it. I let it be known then. Mm -hmm. you know? So, so uh, letting the truth be known is what really sets you free. Yeah, yeah. And um, when she did ask this question, if if I was gonna let it out, yeah, of course. Like you know, I was letting it out when I was when when I was out there. Um, you know, uh, 
working with the medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. experiencing the medicine and, you know, just letting family members know, starting small from there. Mm-hmm. And just pushing it out there. I'm like, the whole world needs this. Yeah. The whole world needs this. Yeah. And it's not specifically, it has to be iboga, but it can be, you know, a plant medicine of your preference. Right. Right. And I think we need to say that 58,000 is just the people, of course, who die. And, and I think Elizabeth can speak here that it's not, addiction is not just about the individual struggling with the substance, but of course, all their loved ones, their family, their friends, and the ripple that that, that causes out into, into the world at large. So there's a lot more people. When we say 58,000, it can feel like an abstract number, or maybe maybe for some people it feels like a small number, a big number, but of course it's not just 58,000, it's, it's everyone else who's touched and affected by this as well. So at the beginning of the book, right, Chor, we find that you uh, have a relapse and you're struggling with drug addiction. In your case, it was heroin, yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, Elizabeth, it, you, you know, we open in the book with you searching and looking for what might be the right answer to help him deal with this addiction. Of course, the very, very real fear um, that you'll, you'll lose him, he'll spiral down and possibly be one of those 58,000 who die from, from his addiction. Yes? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I had had <laughs> other people in my life die uh, that I that I talk about a bit of substance abuse and, and, and even situations that no one really saw it coming. And right. so I was very well acquainted with the dangers. Um, and at first I was just in shock. Like the first 24 hours I didn't, I, I was just in shock. And, and that's when I, I, you know, I started searching and, and I learned that number that, that uh, 90% of serious addicts relapse in the first year. And that was so, so dismal because I know we have, you know, a, a lot of amazing people who want to help, and but we have that number there. We need some extra help. Right. I, I was out in nature and I was listening. Uh-huh. And Iboga dropped down into my head. And in that moment, I couldn't remember where I'd heard of it. I couldn't remember where or how I knew that it was good for addiction. It was like somehow I'm sure I came across it. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, I, it, it came. It, it was like it was speaking to me. Mm-hmm. It was remembering me. It was remembering me from deep, deep in my consciousness. And then this whole adventure of research started. And this whole adventure of bringing him uh, to this possibility because mm-hmm. He did have a friend who had experienced the medicine in a very dangerous and ill-advised mm. way, mm. which is to mail order medicine, which is always questionable. Much of is much of it is adulterated, right? Um, and then he did it alone, and this is like rocket fuel. You don't you don't want people making DIY rockets, like right. right. You know the the Buiti um, have a long tradition of working with all of the vast array of technologies, spiritual, emotional, physical technologies with this medicine. Mm -hmm. We also have the burgeoning ibogaine field that are learning more and more um, the therapeutic side, how how they're holding it in a skillful way, which is still pioneering. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. lots to learn about it. So for anybody out there who may not have heard of this, iboga is uh, is a small plant, a little shrubby plant, basically, that grows in... Western Africa, I believe, the Gabon, the country of Gabon, 
and the root bark, so uh, you know, the bark around the root is actually where a lot of the medicine is concentrated. So when people talk about taking iboga, they're talking about different preparations of that root bark. And then there, one of the major compounds in iboga is called ibogaine, and some centers and treatment uh, treatment centers are concentrating the ib ibogaine. Ibogaine. They say it slightly. I've heard it said different different ways there, and and giving that directly instead of the like the whole medicine preparation. Yeah, that that's correct. It, it comes from Central West Africa, so okay. Gabon, Cameroon, Congo, mm -hmm. uh, this area. It can be taken traditionally as tea, mm -hmm. as uh, powder, or. Also, it can be made into a concentrate that includes all of the original alkaloids. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely a different experience. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we have a friend named Trisha Eastman, mm -hmm. who's a writer who's written about both of her. Uh, she had an experience with ibogaine specifically to explore her eating disorders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's a different kind of kind of loop that people get in. Right. And, and then she had a, an iboga experience in a traditional context. So there's definitely different, uh, different aspects. Um, some people say that the iboga, the total alkaloid medicine, is much richer. I think it really depends on the kind of medicine and quality of medicine you're working with. Mm. But yes, mm -hmm. there's a, a medical therapeutic model mm -hmm. that uh, gets just the semi-synthesized extract, which is the ibogaine, which is a very, um, that's the active alkaloid, the primary mm -hmm. alkaloid. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. there are other alkaloids in there that are helpful and catalyzers, but it's it's just a different form. Uh, it's very strong. Ibogaine basically carries one alkaloid versus iboga has 12 alkaloids. Mm -hmm. There's well, definitely a big difference there. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. No. No. And there are there oh. are advantages for some people, like uh, ibogaine can be extracted from a mm. different plant called Voacanja africana, which is way more sustainable. Mm. And um, in depending, you know, on your access, <laughs> sure, 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 it can be um, standardized in a, in a different way. Uh, the dosing is different, so there, there's just there's different pros and cons. Right, right. So, Chor, when she approached you by saying, "Hey, how about?" this, how about Iboga, how about, you know, going down this path? What, what was your reaction? So I know for a lot of people dealing with addictions, uh, you know, a loved one, of course, loved ones are always trying to approach and always trying to help the person. But how did you feel when she approached you? Did this kind of come out of left field or was it very foreign for you? Uh, kind of. Uh, honestly, I was like, you know, F that, like, I was like so like in denial and like I'm not addicted mm -hmm. you know and stuff like that but mm -hmm. I did um I did know about the medicine two years prior okay uh, mm -hmm. to to doing iboga because of a friend of mine yeah yeah and um geez I'm glad I just I didn't do it at, at that time when he was telling me about it right but um um, when she told me about it, yeah, uh, I, like I said, I was in denial and then she started like, you know, basically throwing stuff at me like, well, if, if I don't do this, then, you know, this is going to happen. And that's like, you know, okay, I can lose everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
including my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from there, you know, it got me, it got me to thinking. Mm-hmm. So she said, take a look at it, check it out, and we'll do the research. So we did some research, and, you know, and then once I started hearing about people dying, then it started just scaring, like, the living hell out of me. So mm-hmm. that's when I was like, or people that can die. Mm-hmm. And um, that that brought in more fear. Mm-hmm. So from there, you know, I just uh, but but there was something that was telling me really deep inside that I needed to do this. Okay, mm-hmm. I did this. Mm-hmm. We get to that point. We get to Costa Rica, and yeah, it was like. The first experience, after I came out of that first experience, it was like, what the hell was I scared for? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and and then that's and that's what they kind of the Buiti teach you is that 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 fear that is instilled within all of us is a sickness, mm-hmm. and it's like we need to overcome that fear, mm-hmm. and once we do that, we can achieve anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that that said, you know, there are some people who should not be providing this medicine that are out no. there. Right. Of course. You know, that <laughs> we, we, we went through a lot because you do hear about, oh, you know, so-and-so did ibogaine or iboga and died. Mm-hmm. Um, but we looked deeper. Mm-hmm. And this amazing doctor uh, out of New York, I believe, Dr. Kenneth Alper, and he has a video up on the ICERS channel. That's an acronym, I-C-E-E-R-S. Mm-hmm. A wonderful organization for plant medicine education and advocacy. Hmm. He did it like a 20-year study, something around there, looking at all of the deaths that were supposedly ibogaine or iboga related. Uh-huh. They all had contraindicated medical conditions or, or, or they were doing it alone with questionable medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were not uh, approaching it in, in uh, a, a, the right way to be safe. Right, and we're sure. All, we're all learning like, oh, geez, certain heart conditions are contraindicated mm-hmm. for this medicine. Mm-hmm. So we're learning. But if, and then certain things with addicts too, because... If someone goes to do the medicine mm-hmm. and then they immediately put opiates back in their body, that can be fatal. Mm. You know, so it's these types of protocol mistakes and mm-hmm. you really got to know who you're seeing, research reviews, testimonials, mm-hmm. research the quality of the medicine, the source of the medicine. If someone has medicine that's not strong enough or pure enough to detox somebody, mm-hmm. they're going to be in a very compromised place. Mm. And so... Actually, on my site, there's a page dedicated to the medicine with the best resources that I've been able to find for information. Nice, nice. Well, absolutely link people to that so that they can learn more about it. Because like anything, um, you know, Iboga here is a powerful medicine. It can be used for good and it can be abused abused, or rather misused uh, improperly. And just like, you know... Things that heal can become things that hurt if they're used in the wrong way, the wrong time, the wrong dose, the wrong, all of these things, if they're used incorrectly. So again, like opioids can be tremendously powerful and beneficial. They can help with severe pain, they, but if it's used incorrectly, the wrong way, in the wrong situation, all these things, they can, they can kill people as well. So, so we would expect any medicine, just because 
So let me just pause for one second. Just because something is natural, quote unquote, so this is an herbal medicine growing on a plant, it does not mean that it is safe in 100% of the time, every situation, every place. And that's true of all herbal medicines and all yes. natural medicines. That oh, definitely. That, yes. That, yes. That, yeah. So it all boils down, it all boils mm -hmm. down to, to respect. Right. Oh, and how much, how much you respect yourself. Mm -hmm. If you respect yourself, you respect what you respect the plant. Mm -hmm. You'll yeah. respect those plant medicines. So it boils down to, to just respect. Mm -hmm. If yeah. you show that respect, that love towards that, towards what mm -hmm. you're taking in, mm -hmm. you know, you'll reap the benefits. Mm -hmm. yeah, but if you're going to disrespect it, the plant's going to kick your ass. <laughs> They're very intelligent, yeah. and, and right. mm -hmm. we are learning mm -hmm. as a culture how to respect these medicines yeah. and how to respect the, the wisdom traditions that are, are holding them. And there's this great saying from Ayurveda, mm -hmm. you've probably heard this, a little bit of poison can be medicine and too much medicine can be poison. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's very different from the American value of bigger, better, faster, more, 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 um, all the time is not always right. Right. Correct. Absolutely. hundred percent. So we do have to say here, unfortunately and insanely, in my view, Iboga and Ibogaine, Ibogaine are illegal in the United States. So, mm -hmm. um, Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, because it's a, uh, you know, a dangerous drug. So we've already said that, of course, any, any substance can be dangerous if used incorrectly. <laughs> Antibiotics can be dangerous. Yeah. Right, right. And, yeah. and it's a quote unquote drug and a quote unquote psychedelic. So, so let me just put this out there. Is, is Iboga something that people are just going to want to go party on and, <laughs> uh, get addicted to? And, um, anybody who can't see the video, there, there's tremendous head shaking, uh, going on right now. So, <laughs> Um, you're not going to want to dose up on some aboga and go to the club and start uh, <laughs> dancing or, or, or any of those things, yes? No, no, that's, no. that's so well said. No, not, not I mean, maybe if you're dancing in a Buiti temple in the middle of Africa yeah. praying with the shamans, but right. kind of like saying that, you know, someone wants to go hike Mount Everest to party on a Saturday night. Right. It's right. like that that's what you're doing. You're hiking Mount Everest inside of yourself. Mm -hmm. And it is, and it's again and again, even when people have that intention to just experiment and freak out, they get schooled. Mm -hmm. This is, this medicine has an intelligence and we as a species are just scratching the surface of plant intelligence. Mm -hmm. There's some amazing books out there mm -hmm. um, on this subject mm -hmm. and, and uh, yeah that's not what this plant is for this plant is our ancestor it's a teacher it's a teacher mm -hmm. a, a very generous mm -hmm. uh, but uncompromising and and fierce teacher yeah so you guys found you did a lot of research elizabeth you guys decided that you would go down you found someone who was using the medicine correctly who came from a, you know a long period of training and from the spiritual traditions that use this medicine you traveled down to costa rica where it's legal um, and done properly and so tell us a little bit about the the actual experience of using iboga then <laughs> yeah um, first i just i wanted to mention that mm -hmm. um it, it was a process finding our provider online mm -hmm. 
and kind of like looking at review views on Yelp or something or review sites, you're always going to find some people that for whatever reason, they didn't have a positive experience. Right. And, and I found overwhelmingly positive uh, feedback. And so I encourage everyone when they're doing their research to think critically, mm -hmm. take everything at face value to really feel into um, and, and think about what they're reading. You know, we can't take everything at face value. So right. I was able to find this provider that I felt was not only one of like the most qualified that we could find in the Western world, mm -hmm. but, but someone that would have a resonance with chore. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I, I ended up working with the medicine too. I didn't, I wasn't looking for that at first. And as I started to learn about it, I learned it was extremely helpful for PTSD and, mm -hmm. and uh, mood and neuroplasticity, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing where our brains can become supple and change and grow easier and learn. Mm -hmm. um, so I ended up jumping in for my own reasons, mm -hmm. right, right next to him. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, it was really intense. It was the strongest purge and cleanse I've ever had, even mm -hmm. after ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. The first time uh, was quite brutal. And mm -hmm. then the second time was totally different, was much more gentle. I almost didn't want to do it again because it was so brutal the first time, right. but I was called to. I was definitely guided to, um, and I got to be there with Chore and, and watch his face change mm. in 24 hours watch his eyes change and um you know i won't give away everything there's some fun stuff you know in our story but mm -hmm. it was amazing to to be next to him and support him and talk through the whole thing yeah you know it was definitely an experience of a lifetime mm -hmm. and um magunda the pr practitioner that we went to go see and you know, a 12th generation Bwiti shaman from Gabon, West, Central West Africa, from Gabon, Africa. And um, mm -hmm. that is what the Bwiti lineage is. And um, when I first met him and we went through our first ceremony, like and like I said, I, I got there and I was like, I was scared as shit. Like, I was yeah. scared. Yeah. And mm -hmm. there was fear because there were, but, you know, my cheese was holding it back. Mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. ego and all that pride that was holding it back, but mm -hmm. there was still some fear there. Mm -hmm. And I, and he sensed it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as he's, uh, there's, there's a, there's a fire ceremony mm -hmm. that we have in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's like the guy is like reading, was reading my heart, mind, body, and soul. Mm -hmm. Like he was, he was kind of like regurgitating a lot of things that was, being, that that was taught to me in my life from my my grandfather and my father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just felt like some type of deja vu, hmm. you know, and you know, got a little bit more comfort, which is related to my African roots. Right. So, um, we get to this fire ceremony, and um, we get to the medicine part of it, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm I'm laying there. Thinking like, man, when is this stuff going to start working? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, you know, but uh, little did I know that it was it was working on me physically. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he comes in and does a does a uh, was a spiritual a spiritual awakening or something like that. What is it called? It's when you when he goes in and, and reads your questions. Uh, oh yeah, the psycho spiritual journey. The yeah, mm-hmm. the journey comes mm-hmm. in. And, you know, read yeah. your questions. Re, uh, read your questions to you, and mm-hmm. you know. Question. But to to that point is is like it, it, I wasn't opening the door, I wasn't letting the door open. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would get to the door, but I wouldn't open it. Mm-hmm. Or, or I would open it, and then and then if I once I saw my saw myself because you literally see yourself, your soul. Mm. Once you see that, you know that I mean, like, is this really happening? And then like doors would just shut, and right. then he would just tell me that I'm still detoxing. I'm like, dude, I detoxed. For like two weeks before I came out of here. Right, right. Um, this is like past, past, past. Mm-hmm. Past, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you have dormant inside your body and your soul. So mm-hmm. I had to, I had to heal that first before I went to my next journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it was working on me more physically mm-hmm. in the first journey, and then, you know, I, I I even fell asleep the last two hours of it. You know, and this is not a medicine that. Put you to sleep, though. No, you know? no. <laughs> to stay awake, but right. that's, that's his constitution. And once, once, once I woke up, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I turned and I was like a brand new person the next mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. I felt yeah. it, saw it, seen it, mm-hmm. like, just jumped up with joy, like, oh my gosh, I just couldn't believe it. Right. Within twenty-four hours. Wow. Yeah, and and to see it visually, like mm-hmm. he looked ten years younger. Yeah. He uh, he lost all this excess fluid. His skin was glowing. Yeah. His eyes were clear. Mm-hmm. I could see his soul out. again. Yeah, which I it had been a really long time since I saw his genuine laugh, mm-hmm. his real soul laugh, and his real joy. Mm-hmm. And just you know to backtrack a little, so people have a reference point. The questions are. Um, they're they're um they're recommended life, re- life review questions. They're and they're they're recommended uh, to be written. You know the the and it's a traditional buiti process where you write questions to God, Creator, mm-hmm. your higher self, whatever mm-hmm. semantics you want to use for right. that force that is greater than us, the universe, great mystery. You, you write these questions about your life you can ask anything that you want yeah. and when and when you're really <laughs> in the journey mm-hmm. you get answers that are so resonant and clear up uh, there they're they're just it's it's so obvious that they are 100 percent, 110 percent pure mm-hmm. the, re- the real answer mm-hmm. and the door that he's talking about is what they call the gateway to the visionary realm or the spirit world, spirit world. Where mm-hmm. you you kind of get past the intellect, you get you get past like if, if we're too heady, sometimes that can mm-hmm. keep us from really surrendering completely to the medicine. Sure. Um, and sometimes when yeah. someone's really toxic, you don't you don't go through that door right away. Some mm-hmm. people might need to yeah. physically detox a little bit before they can enter that place. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which we definitely entered the second round. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, it consisted of, uh, with a lot of in-between and some different processing and some other different ceremonial stuff that was going on for you guys, the, the, 
if you will, the core was two ceremonies of using the iboga medicine. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And by the end of that experience, Chor, you were saying you, you felt a completely different person. Your relationship with <laughs> heroin was completely different at that point. It was gone. It hmm. was annihilated from my being. Like it was like, like I didn't want to put anything bad in my body ever again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ever again. And, and the cravings were gone. Was, yeah, like all, all that stuff. Like it's just it. It, it was just a brand. I'm a brand new person mm -hmm. to this mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. And so completely different from like NA, Narcotics Anonymous, or Alcoholics Anonymous, those kind of, where yeah. it feels like it's kind of, you're white knuckling it, right? It's like, don't, don't, every day is a struggle, don't give in, you know, seek support, get the guidance to keep yourself on the straight and narrow path and not, not fall down again. Well, you know what? Well said. I, I've been through that system. I've been through that system. Like I said, I was clean for about 13 years before I went back into lesson. Mm -hmm. And I, after after Iboga, mm -hmm. the uh, the 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 integration tools that I use, mm -hmm. I, I did use some of those tools that I learned from those programs mm -hmm. with with you know the the aftercare. Mm -hmm. As well as you know, including even more like meditation and um, you know, just taking better care of myself, eating right. Mm -hmm. After after I after I did my I think my second session, I, I stopped eating meat. Mm. Okay, mm -hmm. I stopped eating meat because, mm -hmm. like I said, I didn't want to put anything bad in my body ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which was really right for yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. I think it gives yeah. people yeah. what they need for them because he had been eating a lot of very poor quality meat before that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just, yeah, it gave him, gave him what he needed. Yeah. It told me the truth. Right. It told me the truth. Right. And in, in, in very simple ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very simple, mm -hmm. blunt, to the point ways to where it was like, it was the truth. Nice. Yeah. And it felt and it felt right, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Mm -hmm. and, and, and but there was moments where I was like, "Is this shit really happening? Is right. this really happening right now? Like, right. am I really here, seeing, talking to myself, asking myself questions? Mm -hmm. You know, plain as day, mm -hmm. and getting mm -hmm. these answers, mm -hmm. and I was, mm -hmm. you know, as well as you know." Asking uh, other individuals in, in the spirit world questions as well, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. people have passed in my life, mm -hmm. and ancestors, and uh, people that are still living in my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very, you know, a very unusual experience. Let's just say for most kind of standard Western people, right? We we no. we don't do that. We don't do that type of thing. Yeah. yeah. You brought up a really important point where you said there's a lot of people out there white-knuckling it. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to say I know that these 12-step programs are incredibly helpful for a lot of people. I have family members who that's their medicine, mm -hmm. you know, and they're doing great with that. Right. It's not great for everyone all right. the time. Right. Um, and, 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 and I've also known people who have done iboga and they go in a 12-step program as integration and it's helpful and supportive. So mm -hmm. we don't want to say that's bad, but I also know there's a lot of people suffering out there maybe that were addicts 10 years ago, and they still have cravings right. because that 
uh, drug has made an imprint on their brain. Mm -hmm. What the iboga medicine does, it gives us help on another level. We can't do everything with our intellect. We can't defeat this with our intellect. Mm -hmm. It goes in, it cleanses the receptor sites, it baptizes our brain essentially, cleansing those receptor sites of its toxic relationship with that particular substance. It's mm -hmm. good for a lot of different kinds of addictions. Mm -hmm. It resets the serotonin levels. So when you have an addict going through withdrawals, they feel like shit. Mm -hmm. They're going to have a much better chance if they have a medicine that helps them feel really beautiful. And it's not being stimulated, you know, like a drug. It's actually nourishing and lifting the serotonin levels for months afterward, giving us time to integrate all of the teachings. So it's help on another level. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I hear people say, oh, you should be able to do it all on your own. Right. It's like... Let's, let's receive some help, and who's to say that the medicine isn't on some level a part of us because we are a part of an ecosystem. Right, right. You know? Well, it's the, toxic, it's the toxic side of individualism. Like, we talk about, you know, in our society, essentially, le the, the belief system is we can be whatever we want to be. We can make ourselves into whatever we want. And that's, it's tremendously empowering, of course, that, that, you know, past generations didn't have the choice if what you, where you lived and what your family did was sort of dictated what your life was going to be. And you didn't have the chance to choose your own path and strike out on your own. But the toxic side of that individual individuality is everything is your responsibility and your responsibility alone. And it cuts us off from community. And in this case, we're even saying the community of plant medicines and different helpers and all of these other pieces. And it's finding the balance, of course, between being able to choose the path that's right for us, but reach out and get help um, from from the sources that resonate well with us. Well said. So how about you, Elizabeth? You did you 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 know courageously stepped up to do this medicine, which let's say again isn't a pleasant experience. But like anything, um, you know, sort of anything worthwhile, there's a journey and a price to pay and work to do to get to the other side and 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 get that. So you decided to step up and do this with chore. And what was your experience like? Well, um, like I mentioned, totally brutal the first time, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but meaningful. Mm -hmm. Meaningful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I really got to see my whole conscious mind and subconscious mind completely excavated of all its fears and attachments and demons and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. patterns and really looking into that, the real magic mirror, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really looking at myself was... Um, it was the Olympics of meditation. <laughs> no, good, <laughs> nice, yeah. Uh -huh. It really was, but meaningful to be able to endure that and just remain in witness consciousness. Mm -hmm. The purging was brutal, but man, I have never felt better in my whole life than the next day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I felt so cleansed and loved and blessed and um, really felt like the lenses I'd been looking through at the world were totally cleaned. Mm -hmm. And, and I could see the true beauty, like the true scope and intensity of the beauty all around me. It's changed me ever since. It gave me concrete tools that mm -hmm. were helping me with my problems mm -hmm. that I continue to utilize to this day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's, it's a wisdom I am profoundly humbled by, continually grateful for. I felt so so healing on so many levels. I love that medicine. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and we're, we're going back. You know, we did go to Africa. Okay. Okay. Six mm -hmm. months later, we went mm -hmm. to Africa because we, re we resonated so deeply with the medicine and we want to help people. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we got to experience the rite of passage, a traditional rite of passage mm. and a wedding and full initiation. And we are in a very long-term training right now and we're going back again. We're supporting a retreat uh, this July to help bring a group out there to the shaman that we worked with. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So, so let me say this. Um, you, you know, you've touched on this several times, and I think it's critically important that for people listening, Iboga may sound like a magic pill, that it takes away the problem, and it, it, all you do, all you do, <laughs> is go through a couple of days of some really intense experiences, and then you're magically fixed at the end of it. But you guys have said multiple times that the integration that happens after the experience um, is, is critically important as well. So would you um, speak to that? Oh, yeah. I'm going to jump in. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so a, a lot of integration and key elements. Um, he painted the most beautiful paintings that were a transmission of his medicine experience. Mm -hmm. um, and and that, that was one aspect of, of his integration. I wrote a book. Mm -hmm. um, that's a big integration. But more than that, is community, mm -hmm. you know, and the medicine gives us instructions to help our lives be better, and then it's up to us to grow our own muscles in our consciousness and make changes that the medicine has told us are essential, mm -hmm. um, crucial mm -hmm. even to our success. So uh, community is huge. Uh, we need to have a healthy community, and we started to connect with a, a, our Buiti community and a lot of people in the broader um community of psychedelic medicine activism and study um, so it's been beautiful to have community it's an absolutely essential if you go right back into the same toxic environment with the same toxic people with the same toxic patterns guess what yeah. you're in the same conditions that created the problem in the first place right right so yeah go ahead Jordan. do you want to chime in and I think I already said talked about integration mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. I did. But all those things were helpful for you, too, yeah? Yeah, yes, yes. You know, there was, like I said, I, I, I incorporated some of that 12-step stuff mm -hmm. along with, um, with, with newer things. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. incorporating new and improved things that are going to improve your life, mm -hmm. which only makes common sense, um, is actually, it, it was the best thing for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And is the best thing for me. So, um, yoga, meditation. Yeah, right. Yeah, you mm -hmm. know, you teach yourself right. You know, good things happen. Right. And it's pleasurable. It's actually like and, that's. And I learned that before iboga. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, when before I got when I was clean that whole twelve years, once I I treated myself right, things started happening. Good things started right. happening to me. Right. So it was like. Uh, when I went back into lesson for about a good five years, three to five years, and you know things things were happening, but not necessarily good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but once once I found iboga, and you know it was just like the rebirth, and then it it was like you know starting over, and things just uh, life just started getting better day yeah. day by yeah. day. Yeah. So you gotta take it yeah. slow. Don't 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 rush it. Right. 
definitely got to take it slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. not. It's not gonna. It's not. It, good things aren't gonna just happen overnight. Right. And right. I want to share and speak to anyone out there who's struggling with addiction. Is I I know that there are these times when you think life will never be good without your crutch. Mm-hmm. That it it'll just suck and it'll be boring or it'll be mm-hmm. painful and. Um, there are amazing resources out there, and and when we're really healed, it's actually an extremely pleasurable life. Mm-hmm. It's it's it it's not just about being good or doing what's good for you. It's right. like the highest, most just most superlative pleasure is being very healthy. And and there 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 are ways that that can work for sure. It's waiting for you. You drop those negative addictions and you pick up positive addictions. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's just that's just a natural way. That's that's how I've experienced it. Right. So let me ask you, Chor. You know, when in NA and AA and these things, they always say, you know, once an addict, always an addict. It's a, a quote, a disease you're always struggling with forever and ever and ever. After all of this, do you still consider yourself an addict, or do you do you do you you know do you feel believe do you say you're not an addict anymore? Uh, that is an interesting question. You know, um, uh, that term should apply to the the entire world. Then, yeah, you know, we're so, all so addicts like, of uh, different degrees. Yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. Second, I, I drink too much water. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, it's, just, it's ridiculous. There's certain things in 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 recovery that 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 are ridiculous Mm -hmm. but um no i don't okay i don't Mm -hmm. i actually uh the medicine even told me like okay that 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 13 years that you had Mm -hmm. or uh, that you had Mm -hmm. and you went back into lesson for a good uh, a a couple years Mm -hmm. um yeah okay we're just gonna erase that and we're just gonna continue on (laughs) from that point on Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so why don't we just keep it like that Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just it's it's within the mentality of each individual that's an addict mm-hmm. and, or addicted, you know. But it, it just depends on how they want to pursue the rest of their life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after the fact. Like, okay, spilt milk, mm-hmm. um, clean it up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're moving on. And we're all we're all addicts. Like I said, to yeah. some degree or another, oh, sure. and I feel like it's mm-hmm. the human condition. Some people have it are, are way more predisposed because of trauma or genetics or diet or all different kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is no crushing the force of addiction. There is only directing it. Mm-hmm. There's only directing. If we don't choose positive addictions, mm-hmm. negative addictions will choose us. Right. You know, we must focus and direct that energy every single day to our intentions and with the best resources and support we can find. So let me ask you, it, it, you know, for anyone out there kind of considering this, is this something, do you have to, so you, you had a transformative experience, you came back, you were doing integrate, integrative work. Is Iboga something you have to keep going back to and topping up? Is it like, you know, methadone can be used as a treatment, but of course you, you have to take it every day or else it stops working. Is this something people are going to have to go back and keep doing periodically in order to, to, to stay clean? No. Not no, necessarily, not necessarily, but it, it can no. be helpful. Mm-hmm. But methadone is like, we're talking about a daily 
It's right. slavery. It's right. slavery. You, right. It's a daily thing that you have to go to. Um, it's recommended for severe addicts. I've heard. Uh, I've heard some experts say, and our, and even our teacher, like, come back after six or eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be really, really helpful, you know, just to solidify that healing, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is reasonable. And there's also for some people where you know microdosing, yeah, if that's available, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. at not here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not ne- not necessarily needed. It depends at, on the situation. At the end of the day, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be your intention. Okay, yeah. it's okay. gonna be your intention behind everything, even after the fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. What choices do you want to make for your life? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go back to that 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 messed up road mm-hmm. versus you know staying on a path that you your life can benefit? The beauty way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's and it's not not saying it's it's not going to be bumpy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, that's but, that's life. Yeah. there's always room for improvement and there's always you're going to be constantly learning lessons till the day you die Mm -hmm. so it's like your intention is what really motivates you along with the medicine and the medicine gives us tools Mm -hmm. it gives us concrete tools uh to work with our mind to work with our habitual patterns Mm -hmm. um every every single day and it's our choice to use those Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've obviously, you know, obviously this so moved the both of you. You wrote a book. Now it sounds like you've continued down the path and you're taking training and maybe with the intention of administering the medicine one day yourself to others. Is that That's the, the intention? Some, the intention. <laughs> That's the intention and yeah. I boga willing. Well, well, but it's a beautiful path to be on, you know, and to be studying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. I'm I'm so privileged and honored to be in close proximity with that medicine. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys feel that that again? I understand everyone makes their own choice, but is this a tool that most people with serious addictions, whether it's heroin or opiates, whether it's alcohol, whether it's you know other serious addictions, is this a tool that most people should at least consider and decide if if it's the right option for them? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely, and it won't be for everyone because there are certain contraindicated medical issues that you can find out when you do research. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, there's some amazing. The medicine works through people. It, it's in the book. It's in his paintings. Mm-hmm. It's it's there mm-hmm. and available. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that it works. But even if this medicine isn't for people, there are also other visionary yeah. sacred medicines like medicines like Wachima yeah. um, that other might be more yeah. gentle for people with any condition. You know, so right. there's different medicines that are available. But yeah, please consider this. Look into it and, and get all the facts. But then pray about it. Meditate. Sit with your soul. Whatever you want to call it. You right. know, there's, it, that's an important part of of. Uh, being open to if the medicine wants to take you too, we're not just consumers. Right. We right. we are coming humbly as students to this medicine, and we should listen quietly to see if we're called. Listen to your intention, and don't let the fear overcome your overcome your being. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, that's that's gonna be you're gonna be stuck between you know two decisions right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna have to make one one day. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. Either that or, or you just keep going down your, your path of destructive. Uh-huh. Well, well said. It's amazing how much I learned that fear was dictating my actions mm. and motivation prior to Iboga. That's it's really important to look at that. Is this come, is my decision coming from love or fear? Or fear? Mm. Mm. Powerful. Mm. Powerful. So, Elizabeth, if people are, are that they're interested now, they're kind of turned on and they, they want to know more, what are some places? You, you obviously did a lot of research looking, and again, it's important to find a qualified and, and, and skilled practitioner to administer these medicines, who has the right medicines, um, or, or it could be an extremely bad experience for people. So, so where would someone go looking? Should they just hit the internet and type in Iboga and see what pops up? Or do you have any recommendations for people? Certainly, yeah. Please visit my website and look at the Iboga page where there are all kinds of resources um, like the Ibogaine dossier has medical research, mm-hmm. uh, organizations like ICERS, GITA, and MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. Mm-hmm. Wonderful uh, articles, videos, resources. Um, there are some great books also, um, although you won't find everything, especially in terms of the Buiti tradition, in a book. Mm-hmm. That book might be a clue. Mm-hmm. They're not the whole picture. Of course. Means. And then there are provider listings there mm-hmm. of, of providers I know mm-hmm. and providers that um, are just really uh, have the highest level of training in mm-hmm. all regards. And mm-hmm. then there's support. There's also support and integration mm-hmm. um, resources there like uh, recovery coaching and women's visionary congress and uh, really just really cool stuff if if you want to dive in there please start there because there is a lot of things on the internet there's there's pop-up you know fly-by-night iboga retreat centers that might have <clears throat> terrible adulterated moldy weak medicine you know mm-hmm. the medicine that our shaman works with is some of the most powerful, sophisticated medicine anyone can get in the Western Hemisphere because it is old medicine. This comes from older plants, mm-hmm. which is more potent mm-hmm. and wise, mm-hmm. and it's grown in ceremony, which I feel is a completely different frequency when that medicine has been sung to and prayed to and asked permission. Um, that's the kind of medicine that that we're working with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot out there. Uh, don't don't be frightened by the bad experiences. Not everyone is getting the mess uh, the medicine in a good way. So sure. Yeah. Check out the page. Yeah. So what what is your website? It's ebast.net. There's okay. a page called Heart Medicine where you can learn about the book mm-hmm. and iboga, which is all the resources and lots of other fun creative stuff that I do. Um, we're also on social media that you can find. Uh, me on Facebook as E Bast is my professional page, mm-hmm. and Instagram me Nectar Bast and Chore. Yeah, you can you can find me uh, through my website choreboogie.com, C H O R B O O G I E dot com, and all the social networks under the same name. Nice. Yeah, there's links yeah. there, and, and check out. You can see his amazing art. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. He's, he was an amazing artist before, and mm-hmm. uh, there's beautiful medicine art, but there's also some really uh, poignant and timely, amazing political art. You know, that's also really inspired yeah. by 
what's going on right now. So check out check out the artwork yeah. and and uh, jump on our mailing list because we'll be announcing retreats that we're supporting and different events and projects. And we welcome invitations uh, to speak. You know, if you want right. to host us for speaking or a book signing, we're happy to do that. Right. If there are uh, people struggling with addiction or families struggling with addiction, do are they welcome to reach out to you and and Absolutely. learn more and hear? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. I highly, you know, highly recommend it. We'll put all the links to everything that you guys just said, and I really do recommend the book Heart Medicine. It, it's a really great read. Um, a couple's personal experience going through the issues of addiction using this powerful medicine. Again, very transparent, very raw. Really connects a lot of people, and it was a great uh, like. Uh, it took up my weekend, uh, mm -hmm. a weekend, and and I was really moved by it. So I want to thank you both for joining me today again for speaking so candidly about your experience we have a society with a lot of addiction in it and you know there are many roads to the yeah. top of the mountain to finding you know uh, um, uh, to, to getting help but yeah. it sure seems that there are some if you will kind of highways versus meandering little back roads that people have to take that can help them get there and when we're having, you know, tens and tens of thousands of people die every year, we're having families torn apart and destroyed, we're seeing tremendous suffering, to know that there's a medicine out there that unfortunately most people have never heard about, and double unfortunately, is currently illegal for absolutely, again, insane reasons, in my opinion, um, in this country, you know, uh, but... The power of the internet, the beauty of connection, again, getting people connected is that, that, you know, word spreads and people hear about this. So Elizabeth, I want to thank you for writing the book and putting this out there. And Chor, I want to thank you for being so open and honest with your experience. And I, I know, I'm sure you have, and I know you will continue to help a lot of people's lives. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. This All is right. a joy. Absolutely. Thank you for joining me. And uh, like we said, we'll have the links to everything. Please go buy the book. Give it a read. Check out Elizabeth's website uh, and all the resources there. And they, again, they are open. You can contact them and mm -hmm. uh, if um, this is a resource that you want to go down. So thanks, everybody, for joining us today. All right, folks, that wraps up another episode of the Aspire Natural Health podcast. If you enjoyed it, we hope you've subscribed to us over at iTunes. You can also check us out at our website, www.aspirenaturalhealth.com. That's Aspire as in A-S. P-I-R-E naturalhealth.com. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash aspire natural health or check out our library of videos over at YouTube. Just go over to YouTube and punch in aspire natural health. You'll find us there. So a couple great more ways you can check out our free educational materials. At Aspire Natural Health, we are experts at treating gut dysfunctions, autoimmune diseases, and other hard-to-treat cases. If you that's you or someone you know, you can always contact us and schedule a free 15-minute consult with myself and find out if we are the right fit and we can help you out with your issues. So simply check us out, check out our website. Again, that's www.aspirenaturalhealth.com or give us a call at 425-202. 7849. You can set up that free 15 minute consult. All right, folks, until we meet again, take care.